The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hmm? Ah! Huh. Hey everybody, I'm Rima. And I'm Wendy. And this is Strange Indeed, a podcast dedicated to the Netflix show Ozark. Today we are covering Season 4, Episode 13, Mud. <laughs> I don't know if I'm clear on what that was in referring to. Do you Do you think it was just about getting dirty? It was rainy the whole, <gasps> yeah. for most of the episode. That's true. And of course they were digging in the mud when they were digging out Ruth's, Ruth's construction okay. site. Okay, that's that's good. Yeah, I mean, Nelson was probably in the mud, although I think that was a bit of a paved area. But it was raining for like the whole episode. Yeah, that's true. I was going for a more metaphorical type. (laughs) And that probably makes more sense. Yeah, this was an interesting one, the penultimate episode here. And wow, I wasn't expecting that death, but that's what we got. What did you think about this episode in general? Overall, the acting was just amazing. Everybody, they're so all in sync with each other. And just, I can't think of anybody's performance that wasn't top notch. They were all amazing. I I mean, I loved Rachel in this. Ruth always just sticks it every time. Nathan, Mm -hmm. so good. Yeah. Wendy and Marty, Camilla, they were all amazing. The acting was. Just so good. They're so in sync. I totally agree. Compelling. They really are very compelling. Yeah, they're fantastic actors. And I've never seen the actress who plays Camilla on any other, or at least I don't remember her from any other show that I've seen. But I'm hearing, I have heard some others say that she plays and darn it, I don't have it in front of me. So my apologies. On another show, she plays a drug cartel boss <laughs> named oh, wow. named oh, Camilla. That. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, so she has some practice. I'll have to look that up and, and pass that along if everyone's interested. I'm sure if you look her up on IMDb, that information is probably there. Or if you Google the actress, I'm sure it's there. Um, but she she is really great. I I find her calm, quiet composure a lot more threatening, I think, than Omar. I find her to be a very scary uh, character. So I, I love I love mm-hmm. her for that. I think she's doing a fantastic job. And of course, everyone else on the show that's been seasoned here on the show is just is just really great. Yeah, I, I left this episode definitely wanting more to obviously keep watching to see mm. what happens next. So hard. It's, it's yeah. been really hard, but I thought it was a great episode. I'm still... I know after I finished watching it, after we talked the other night, we were able to finally watch this one. I went to my daughter who has, she's already finished it. 
And I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, how in the world are they going to wrap this up? You know, it's, and she's like, yeah, you know. And she just kind of looking at me like, I want to say things and I can't say things. You know, she doesn't want to spoil me. And she's like, she's like, I know I had the same thoughts, you know, exactly where you're at that, you know, how, how is this all going to come together in this, in this one final Mm -hmm. episode? It seems like there's so many balls in the air and so many things that can happen. I can't wait to finish it so I can we can just really talk about it as a whole. Really, really good episode. You know, like I said, I wasn't expecting that death. I'm not sure what that's going to mean moving forward. And uh, I think there's definitely some consequences knocking on everyone's door. Mm-hmm. So, well, I think with that being said, we should just, before we do start getting into our points, let's just go ahead and jump into our, our, our points on this episode. Do you want to go first this week? Sure. I will talk about... Nathan. Oh, yeah. So, for me, in the last six episodes, Nathan continues to be the villain that needs to die. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy would agree. The The show, Wendy. <laughs> yeah. So, Wendy comes knocking at his door, offering him $2 million to get out of their lives. He turns it down because the satisfaction of hurting Wendy is worth more than $2 million to him. Not because he's too moral to Mm -hmm. accept the money. Mm -hmm. You can really see he was tempted by it. Sure. But ultimately, he didn't take it. And I I truly believe that was why. It's because money doesn't mean that much to him. He's out to put the screws to Wendy. I was going to say, that's his priority. That's his motivation is getting back at Wendy. And yeah. that proves how much when he would turn down $2 million to do yep. that. It, it's, it's all about sticking it to her. Wendy knows all his secrets. She knows he's still drinking. She knows that he cheated on his wife. And Wendy tells Nathan that her mother knew. Sad. Wendy took care of her mother while Nathan was at the bar when, when Wendy's mom was dying. And Nathan can't even give her that. He just denies everything she says. I mean, and I feel like I've heard a lot of parents do that, even with small things. Obviously, this is not a small thing. Mm -hmm. This is a big thing. But I've heard, like, parents just deny, like, like that never happened. Mm -hmm. And that can cause a lot of really hurt feelings when your childhood trauma is not acknowledged or somebody's trying to paint the picture totally different because it doesn't suit the way they want to think about themselves. Yeah, I I think he's, I think we mentioned it before in a previous episode, like the apple doesn't fall far from the tree when it comes to Wendy and Nathan. I think he's a narcissist very much like Wendy, you know, not acknowledging how he's abused her in her past and how he treated her. And we only know a little bit of the picture from the past, but he, he doesn't acknowledge it. He rationalizes it or he minimizes it and I think totally gaslights her. Mm-hmm. They both know just what buttons to push on each other. They know how mm-hmm. to hurt each other. His eyes light up as he tells Wendy, he's going to keep the kids. <laughs> That's just how <laughs> yep. he says it. Mm-hmm. And he just gets this smirk on his face. It just smack him. And then later, Ruth has an altercation with Nathan and Nathan's obviously been drinking Mm -hmm. and he's really drunk and creepy. He just 
gets creepier as the conversation goes on. He tells Ruth she has a filthy mouth. He says, what did you and Ben talk about? Because you aren't his type. Because he liked brunettes just like me. He says you can't trust blondes, which is really interesting, right? Because Wendy's a blonde. Uh-huh. And so is his girlfriend. And I'm imagining his wife was too. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but it seems like. Yeah, we don't know. It's just a really creepy altercation. And I think it gave Ruth an idea of what Wendy's life was like with him. And I think all of that's probably creating a little empathy for Ruth. I'm not sure. I think based on all that, I mean, he had a serial killer smile. Yeah. (laughs) It was so awful. It was very off-putting. And also kind of a sexual tension to Mm -hmm. it. You know, not between the two of them, but certainly... His his vibe. his vibe, yeah, not 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 from, like predator, yeah, not from Ruth, but from him, yeah, yeah. it was creepy. I it, it gave me the heebie-jeebies. Mm-hmm. His interaction with her, yeah, and I, it got me to thinking that there's probably some other things that we don't know about Nathan. He hasn't he hasn't been a an upstanding Christian righteous man. Mm-mm. <laughs> no, definitely not. I I think it's all a facade. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly. I think he just pretends at it, you know, to, to look good to the community. And, you know, again, I, it's all very familiar uh, to, yep. <laughs> uh, to me. I've unfortunately known, closely known um, people like that and definitely getting those those vibes. And it's a little triggering, in fact, but definitely mm-hmm. got those vibes when he was talking to Ruth. I did perk up when he did say that he's like, oh, he you know, he likes brunettes and he doesn't trust blondes. But yet, yes, his daughter is one and he's dating one. I don't mm-hmm. know if his wife, Wendy's mother, was a blonde or not, but I wonder if his mother mm. was a blonde. Mm-hmm. He doesn't trust women. He isn't respectful to women. That stems from something. Yep. I'm just wondering if if it kind of goes goes back that far. I don't know. And I and I'm curious if it was more than just uh, physical abuse on Wendy. Yeah, you know I don't know that, but I mean I think she's justified in her opinion and and hatred of him mm-hmm. um, with just enough of what we do know. But I I would maybe go so far as to think or theorize that maybe it goes beyond that. Mm-hmm. Maybe I agree, but I don't know. But yeah, he definitely showed his true colors. <laughs> here that was the real nathan yeah not, not the nathan that you know we're seeing with his church and in the public and in the court and you know when it makes when it suits his purposes yep very creepy yeah is it a little i'm, I'm curious um because i know i mean we, we all know richard thomas from from so many things and from you know he's been a long long time actor does it bother you at all the character that he plays because he's usually playing good good guy kind of characters right and i mean i think i've seen him in enough different things that i can so appreciate how deep he's gone into this character and how well done it is yeah and he just is doing an amazing job of coming off creepy and i agree yeah He's doing a really great job. Yeah. I, I think that his interactions with Wendy, he's he's really nailed it. I don't know where he's drawing yeah. inspiration and you know being able to, to to come across. I mean, he's an actor, so actors have all their different methods. I, I don't know. Maybe he's just acting it, or if he can draw from it, 
right experience from someone or something in his life. I'm not sure. I haven't really seen any interviews with him in this uh, about this role, but I'll have to see if I can find any. But anyway, yeah, it is nice, I think, to see actors who we typically see in, you know, certain type of roles to play something a little bit different and to kind of really, you know, see that range and especially whenever they do it really well. And and to see him play this type of role, I think it's probably exciting for him. Mm-hmm. That's what I was kind of thinking is sometimes folks that, that play good guy or good girl, whatever you want to call them type characters, really like to kind of sink their teeth into something a little bit more on the dark side. So that, that must have been fun and juicy mm-hmm. for him. But I was just curious about that. I was like, it's almost a little off-putting to see, you know, him in this type <laughs> role. Boyd. Like, oh man, you're, you're a good guy. What's going on? Right. I agree. But yeah, he does it really, really well. But he's a, he's a great actor. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. What is your first point? Well, I want to talk about Ruth. We've mentioned pretty much on every episode of our podcast that we've um, since we've started here on the second half about how much I really like Ruth and she is one of my favorite characters. But I'm going to say it this episode and mostly the second half here. But this episode, she's really starting to get to me. (laughs) I'm a little pissed off at her right now. (laughs) You know, I, I get it. The birds are shit people, and they have not had an, a positive impact at all uh, to to Ruth's life. She has lost so much ever since the birds came into her life. So, of course, I totally get you know her distaste for them, and I know that's putting it mildly, but she is really grating me in this episode. I, I didn't love the way that she decided to just kind of sneakily take over the casino <laughs> without any type of warning. Uh, I know she she relished that a little too much. And then not letting Marty and Wendy launder the money. I don't think Marty was too far off and just asking for like a sunsetting period. Like, you know, can can you allow us this one more thing before it's just this, like this hard cutoff? And she just absolutely refuses. And by her not letting them do this, this affects her too. The cartel will come after her too. And they did come after her. You know, Nelson yep. came came after both her and Rachel. I mean, does she, th- does she think that what happened there at the end, that that's going to be the end of it? Because I can tell you, it's not. I wish I could ask her, like, why didn't you just take your money? Like, she, she already had a, a plenty of money on her own, right? She didn't need this. She didn't need it at all. She could have taken her money. She could have taken what she got from Darlene's estate and gotten the hell out of town. She could have taken three with her. I know we've all kind of forgotten it along with Ruth that three even exists. Um, (laughs) She could have just gotten the hell out of there. And instead that she decides to get another, you know, one up on on Wendy and Marty, probably more Wendy than, than Marty at this point. But I think she just really has it out for Wendy at this point. And, you know, honestly... At this point, I think Ruth is is worse than Marty at this point. She could be out of the game and just go off anywhere that she wants with a fortune. And instead, she's getting involved in this petty bullshit mm-hmm. um, between Marty and Wendy. And it, it seems was reckless. So, yes. And and I get it. Marty, Marty's not a saint. You know, he's he's fucked people over. But I mean, at this point, he's in survival mode and he's just trying to do what he can to not get killed by the cartel. Right. <laughs> you know, 
Um, and some of the things that he's done are are because of that, because he's in survival mode. And it's like she just doesn't care. And I'm curious if this is going to be her downfall. That I feel like she has underestimated and maybe, sorry, maybe Marty has um, to Ruth underestimated the danger that all of them are really in. I feel like he's kept from her how dangerous the situation really is. I mean, yes, she hears the word cartel. Yes, she has had her own run-ins. You know, she has had her run-ins when Helen was still around. You know, I, I think that she gets it, but I don't know if she knows the true depth of it, that Marty has maybe kept a lot of a lot of it from her other than just saying, we could be killed. This is dangerous. Other than, than those words, she hasn't actually maybe seen it or know the, the full extent of it. And so she's being completely careless and reckless because of it. And I'm really just kind of angry at her because at the end of the day, I really am kind of rooting for the birds. <laughs> I just want Well, them that's to live. the thing. That's the whole, that's what that show does. It does make you root for Wendy and Marty. But I'm also rooting for Ruth. And I think yeah. if it was just Wendy and Marty, I would say they deserved everything they had coming to them from Ruth. But. We all know what's behind Wendy and Marty is the cartel. Yeah. And we also have seen what Wendy and Marty are capable of when they're pushed against the wall. Uh Uh-huh. I just couldn't figure it out. Like, did she just not care? You know, she's building this beautiful house. She's got this great life set in front of her. And she's doing everything she can not to grab it. Right. Almost like it, she's self-sabotaging a little. Yes. A little bit. And it worried me so much. Mm-hmm. And she didn't need the Missouri Bell. No. She doesn't need that. She could have, she could take her money anywhere. Yep. Marty would have bought her out if she wanted, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. It's worrisome. <laughs> I, I, well, and I mean, yeah, like I said, I, I, I'm really angry with her attitude. Like I said, I, I, I'm not saying she doesn't have any reason to, to be mad at them, but just knowing what's at stake, I guess, and how she's handling it, like not even letting them have this one final opportunity to, to launder that money, knowing that this is the quickest, fastest way that they can get it done, right? you know, is, is just very frustrating for me that she's getting just petty at this point. I agree. So, but yeah, that, that was my point. That was one of my points. I think I said everything. I did think it was amusing, Ruth and Rachel putting the screws to Marty. (laughs) It was amusing. I wrote, I continue to love the redneck Thelma and Louise duo. (laughs) They are badasses, but but they're playing with fire. Ruth has choices to make. She she doesn't need the Missouri Belle. Yeah, so pretty much everything. I I think if... The, the, the cartel and lives weren't at stake like if we didn't have this high stakes that if, if you remove that factor which of course we wouldn't be talking about the show otherwise but if, if this were any other situation i would admire ruth and rachel strong independent women and running this casino mm-hmm. and rachel seems to be doing a really great job at it like she said she's like well i'm a great manager and i i think that she probably is 
So I, I think in any other circumstances, I would be rooting for them a little bit more. But considering what we do have going on and the stakes that are involved and knowing that lives are at risk and not just Marty and Wendy's in the in the kids, but I mean, Ruth and Rachel's too, as, as we saw. So yeah, not to discount that by any means, because um, I'm all about empowering women and all, but just let them have this one, <laughs> let them have this one and say, all yep. right, that's it. You're done. We're going to, you know, that's it. You walk away and, and that's it. Yeah. I mean, you got to cut your losses. What's your next one? My next one? Mm-hmm. Kind of short and sweet. We talked, you, you were talking about um, Nathan and he was my point as well, but I want to add to what, what you said about his interaction or as we were talking about his and Ruth's interaction. So we saw in the last episode, the scene at the courthouse steps with Wendy and her father and Ruth was observing that in the Mm -hmm. background. So she has seen this and Ruth is really smart. She probably recognized some of that from her own relationship with her own father. I think I mentioned that. Now she's had this interaction at the motel uh, with Nathan. You know, I think she's playing polite because she's like, you know, I don't want to get involved. I'm trying to be nice because this was Ben's father. And, right. And he's a, a customer there at the at the hotel or motel that she's running. But I'm curious if somehow Ruth might be the one to take Nathan out because I think he's probably going to die. Do you think Ruth might? have something to do with that? I think it's possible that Nathan has in him the ability to snap and attack somebody. Mm -hmm. And obviously, there's something with women in there, in Nathan's life. So I think that could play out. I also think, you know what I would love to see? I would love to see Nathan called out and leave in disgrace. And I don't know if that will happen. But that's what I think. I think Nathan deserves to live. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's the worst thing you could do to Nathan is have him lose this battle and go home in defeat. Maybe that's it. Maybe losing life is too much. I just feel like at this point, almost everyone's going to die. <laughs> I don't know. We only have one episode left. So I, I it's so hard to predict. But I'm thinking it, they're not going to kill off 50% of our principles, you know? <laughs> I maybe. Not, dear God. <laughs> maybe not. Yeah. I'm just like, nobody's safe at this point. I'm just like, oh, I'm trying not to get too attached to anyone or, or get in that detachment mode and be like, okay. And I'm kind of surprised that we haven't had more deaths up till now. I'm not disappointed, though. Good Lord. I mean, I'm. Well, I don't want anybody. I mean, I, it wasn't sad seeing Nelson. No, go, I, it was yeah. a little. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I agree. We never really got to know him, though. He was really he just had no personality at all. He voiceless. was voiceless. Yeah. You know, look, it wasn't personal. He was out to kill everyone. You know, give him give him right. a name. And he there he was. Yeah. Well, and maybe that's it. Maybe she will play a part in because. I agree. Maybe one of the worst things that could happen to Nathan is to be exposed to his girlfriend or his church, uh, to his church community. He's got, I say he's got the whole, well, maybe not the whole congregation, but it looks like a, a, a good mm-hmm. portion of the church congregation also staying there as well. I think that that would be the, what would really do him in is to, for that facade yep. to be broken in front of everyone and he be exposed for who he really is. I think that might be more damning. I want to be there for that. Yeah. 
<laughs> I want to be there for that too. Because if, if he may not deserve to die, right? But I do think he deserves that much, right? And so. up until now, he's been creepy and manipulative. And he certainly was a terrible father to Wendy and Ben, but he hasn't, you know, done what Wendy and Marty have done or even what Ruth has done. He seems menacing, but he hasn't acted on it that we know of yet. Mm -hmm. So who knows what's to come? Yeah. I feel like that's going to be a jam-packed episode, this last one. Yeah, I haven't even looked at the runtime. I haven't either. Uh, I bet it's a little bit extended if I had to guess, hmm. um, just because yeah. there's so much to get in there, but I haven't looked. I'm I'm too scared <laughs> to look at anything. But yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm curious if Ruth will have whatever it looks like. I'm wondering if she'll play a part in his downfall. I'm there for that too. <laughs> yeah. All right. What's your next point? All right. My next point. I will talk about Rachel and a little bit of uh, this is has to do with Ruth also. Um, I love when Rachel and Wendy have sort of their confrontation. Wendy tries to give Rachel a hard way to go and Rachel is not having it. And I love the things that she says to Wendy. She's just so matter of fact, like, I'm going to be professional, but let me tell you what I think of you. She (laughs) said, I think you are a ruthless, nasty bitch. I think you have no sense of humor or human fucking decency. And then she just walks away. And Wendy (laughs) mutters under her breath, I do so have a sense of humor asshole yeah i thought that was hilarious i loved that interaction between the two of them i do too especially because i'm sure wendy is aware that rachel and marty had some chemistry yeah and so i'm sure there's some jealousy there for wendy i loved seeing rachel put wendy in her place i really liked the whole rachel ruth nelson scene Mm-hmm. I thought that was really good. I thought for sure Rachel was going to die. And so it was really great to see that Rachel actually came out on top and didn't hesitate to act. I love that scene. I was a little worried that it wasn't Nelson, that it might have been somebody else that she accidentally I, shot. I did too. I was like, yeah. what if you are wrong? Chances are they were right, but I, I did just a little. And Ruth is just saying, don't hesitate, just shoot. And I was like, yikes, what if that's Marty or anybody? You, you just know? don't know. Yeah, it could be yeah. anyone just pulling up. Mm-hmm. So I was worried about that, but I loved that scene. I thought it was great. And I was thinking that now they just have another body that they have to bury on the farm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I thought... Rachel was one of my notes, so I'll I'll add to that. It it did take me. I, I feel like I had to kind of let it go that, you know, Nelson throughout the series as we've known him seems to be very very capable. So it, I had to kind of suspend my disbelief a little bit. Like you know, he was able to be taken out by Rachel, what seemed to be fairly easy. I thought, well, it was dark. It's pitch black, pouring rain. And Rachel is on top of the trailer. And why would he even think to look up there? Well, he probably didn't expect uh, that to be a hard job. And he probably underestimated them. I, I'm i guessing he probably did. Mm-hmm. 
it almost seemed too easy, but it was thrilling at the same time. I thought, yeah, Rachel is a good old country girl who's not afraid to do what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. You know, in this case, I know she was scared out of her mind. She'd already had her run in, you know, with, with Nelson before, which, I mean, it scared her in the moment. But then like the next day when she confronted Marty about it, she just seemed pissed off <laughs> and like annoyed than scared, in my right. opinion. If, if you truly thought he sent somebody to assassinate you, but yet you're going to keep working, like what? <laughs> I know. And, and I... And I mentioned I was kind of annoyed with Ruth in this episode for her, you know, petty attitude. I'm kind of annoyed with Rachel at being shocked that someone's putting a gun to her head in her right. car. It's you went in with this or in this situation with your eyes wide open, knowing that the cartel was involved. Does she not understand right. what that means? And at I what agree. level? What you know, did you think was going to happen? Yeah, I mean, you walked into this situation pissed off, you know, at at Marty because of him not watching Tuck or keeping an eye on him or whatever and taking care of him like he promised. And she just thought, you know what, I'm I'm in. Let's get back at Marty. Let's get get at Wendy. I can be back home, be back with my good friend Ruth, and we're just going to dominate. And then f- she seemed a little off put by by the mention of the cartel and thinking, oh, hell no. But, you know, I wonder if she's thinking that getting back on a plane to Miami wouldn't be the best idea because it's like you want to act shocked that you and Ruth have taken over this casino that's essentially run by the cartel. I mean, Marty and Wendy are just the fronts here, you know, yep. they're just the faces, you know, the the whole operation was developed and born to launder money for the cartel. And and you are essentially coming in here and interrupting that. And if they thought this would be so easy breezy, I feel like I feel like something bad, really bad, might happen to either either one of them. Again, Ruth just knows for better the than that. I thought so. She should, right? She should. Yeah, I I agree. It, they were both acting very reckless and mm-hmm. for no good reason. Mm-mm. They didn't need that casino. They didn't need to do those things. They could have walked away. They could have moved. They could have done anything. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I've lost track. Is it me? Because I know that was kind of like one of my notes. It wasn't, it was kind of a, yeah. a small point. Yeah. Go. Your next one. Yeah. Well, why not? All right. Let's talk about Camilla. That's good. I think she, again, I'm, I'm really fascinated with her. I think this actress is really just killing it. I love how she's portraying Camilla, this very quiet and reserved. Like I said, it's 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 a little bit more scary to me than if she were, you know, yelling and screaming. I just think there's something about it's a little bit more threatening to me. Yes, and she never loses her cool. No. No, not at all. And there's something just for me threatening about that. So, I I I'm digging it. Uh, she's doing a great job. So they, Marty and Wendy decide to just spill the beans and see how this is going to play out by uh, telling Camilla like what they've been up to, you know, about the FBI and thinking that maybe that's a way of, you know, not having to worry about getting Navarro off the SDN list and out of prison is to get Camilla in with the FBI, place her at the head of the cartel and kill Navarro. <laughs> like. It's just, I'm sitting here watching this and I feel like I have to pause so many times. Like, wait, wait, wait a minute. What? You you want her to kill her own brother? 
you know, I know Navarro talked about killing his nephew mm. last season, I guess it was when we met him. And I'm just like, well, wait, the, people are just throwing around killing e- each other, like their own family members, just way too casually. But so I have to pause sometimes when I'm watching this, like, wait a minute, what? Is she actually going to go for this? She in the moment agrees to it. And this is such a gamble. You know, I mean, they're just like, you know what? We are so screwed right now that <laughs> what have we got to lose? You know, our kids have been taken from us. It was a huge game. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, but they rolled the dice. Exactly. And I'm like, what stops her from, from killing them? Again, they, she, I don't think she really needs them, but this did kind of get her at least in the end with the FBI. I'm not taking everything at face value here at all. I think that there there might be more to I think they're waiting to kind of see how this play out um, her and Navarro but I think she does like the idea of being nothing and everything and when she decides you know she feels like she's got to go see Navarro one more time and when she does and she finds out that he wasn't the one that killed Javi you know she she, this actress is so so great like her face Mm -hmm. did not change but I don't know if you noticed her hands because she kind of had her hands clasped mm-hmm. together and you could kind of see like she's, you know, playing with her fingers or playing with the rings on her hands. But she she tenses up, but you only notice it in her hands. And she really just kind of like you can see her like squeezing her hands together when she learns that it wasn't Navarro that killed Javi. And, you know, she, when he tells her that your son was not a traitor. And then, she, of course, of course, she wants to know, well, who 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 did it? And he's like, well, I don't know. And he reveals then that Wendy told him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I knew. I knew that Navarro, when he went off on Wendy, he's like, I'll kill you, Wendy Bird. I'll kill you. I'll kill you. I think this is coming back around to Wendy. And I think this is Omar getting back to Wendy. And I wonder, I kind of worry a little bit because Camilla called Marty. Marty's not going to spill the beans about who killed Navarro. That would mean Ruth. But I, if Wendy hears it. I mean, I, I hope. I was worried that that would be this episode, this upcoming episode. And I was worried about that. Like, will it be that Wendy and Marty have to give up Ruth? I don't think <sighs> Wendy will pro- will protect her like Marty would. Marty will protect Ruth, I think, as much as what he can. Well, that was one of my questions is who sent Nelson? Right. Was that Wendy who did that or was it Camilla? Yeah, we don't. We know she sent him to scare Rachel in the parking lot. But when he showed up following Ruth, I was like, well, what's that about? Mm -hmm. I don't remember a phone call. And I was trying to think, well, what led up to that to tell us who? So I don't know. I don't think she knows yet, but I worry about Ruth because I... I, if 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 she finds out, you know she's going to go after her. No hesitation. Mm-hmm. So I I think that's not great for Ruth right now because I don't think Wendy will protect her at all. That's my worry is that they're going to be backed into a corner, and we've seen them do that before. They crossed the lines. They said they weren't going to cross, or they thought they weren't going to cross, and in the moment when they're given no other options, they do. Mm-hmm. They'll do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder if. And that scares me. Because how far will Marty go to protect his own family if it came down to it? Would he give up 
Ruth in exchange. Right. I mean, Camilla knows like pretty much everything right now. She knows the situation going on with her kids, that there's things going on there. So I don't know if she'll use any of that as leverage. She may not care about the whole thing with the FBI. I mean, Navarro said, you know, I used Javi's death to find out who was who. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> he was <laughs> and I was like, I I just knew there was something there. I knew that there was that switch. Like he was so freaking pissed off. And then mm-hmm. for him to turn around and call Wendy and be like super chill and be like, Okay, I'm in. Let's 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 roll with the plan. I think he decided I'm gonna let this play out and I wonder if you know, Camilla might might do something similar or if she's going to put him in a position, you know, to to find out. And it's not going to end well, I think, now that she knows. So I don't know. Doesn't look good. I had a couple little notes about Camilla. I felt like she just exudes quiet, deadly mm-hmm. threats. The final scene between Wendy, Marty, and Camilla was pure artistry to me. They are laying all their cards on the line in a final gamble with the stakes higher than ever. Watching Wendy and Marty tag team Mm -hmm. each other, they were really amazing. They have really become an effective team, and they're really good at what they do. They play well together, those two. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They don't miss a beat. They feed off of each other, and... Whether or not she was convinced, I it's hard to tell because who knows what her real motivations are. Like, she doesn't give anything up. I loved the moment between Omar and Camilla. Neither one of them were emoting very much, but like just the eyes, you could really see a lot and the things that they were talking about. It seemed like a real moment of affection and honesty mm-hmm. between them. Omar was her troublesome little brother. Omar tells Camilla that he didn't kill Javi and that he wasn't a traitor. And you can really tell that Camilla believed him. Yes. And on the other hand, when Camilla questions Marty about Javi, Marty stutters and stumbles over his words. So I think the picture is probably pretty clear to Camilla. The question is, what is she going to do with all that? Because... She could still go with Wendy and Marty's deal if she thinks that's what's best for her. Mm-hmm. But why would you trust them when now you know they might be responsible for ki- killing your son and they're trying to get Omar killed? So what would make you think you're not next in line? Right. Why, if they can think of just disposing of Navarro so easily, then why should she trust them? Right. She has no reason to. I mean, I think it's possible we could see her just doing a total 180 and going in with Omar, getting him out of jail, going against the FBI, or going against Omar. It's hard to tell what's going to happen. Yeah. But I'm here for it. I'm here for it, too. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's so freaking exciting and I don't I I could speculate all day and I still don't think I would be able to guess or predict how Mm -hmm. all the cards are finally going to fall and what's going to happen who's going to live and who's going to die I don't have Mm -hmm. a freaking clue I've never I don't think 
anytime, and I know that I've we've only podcasted on this last half, but I know from watching the episodes and and me just thinking, ooh, I wonder if so and so is going to do this, or I wonder if they're going to do that, and how this character is going to react to something. I I have never, I don't think, ever been right <laughs> about anything <laughs> as far as, and I don't like to normally predict because I know I'm not that good at it sometimes but you know just for fun if i'm thinking to myself about possible scenarios and i don't think i've ever been right with this show i've never <laughs> been able to get but that's one thing that i love about it so much is that i can't predict it um keeps so you on your toes definitely keeps you on your toes so and i don't know i feel camilla knows wendy told navarro or that that you know he found out from her that javi was dead which you can deduce that Wendy knows who killed Javi if she's mm-hmm. the one that passed on the information. Marty, too, but specifically Wendy. You know, Camilla could turn around and go, you know what? This deal is not going to happen if you don't reveal to me who killed my son. I could see her hanging that over her head. Yeah. But then I'm like, and I was trying to think what. So let's say that they don't give up Ruth or Wendy at least doesn't give up Ruth because I don't know. Marty might. I think he might if it meant protecting his family, if it came down to it. Wendy, I had a percent. Or living and dying. I mean, right. Either living or dying, protecting his family. If someone has his children and they're at risk, I do think he would. Wendy, I don't think needs that much motivation. I think she would easily give up Ruth (laughs) without telling Marty, of course, right away, at least not until after the fact. But I'm thinking, okay, so if if they said no, we're not, we're, we don't know. And I don't think they would flat out tell her no. I feel like, Camilla, you don't tell her no. But if they tried to play it off that, well, we don't know who did it. And then, you know, if Camilla was like, well, then this deal is off. If you don't reveal to me who did it, then I wonder, would they be back to square one at having to keep to the original plan of trying to get right. Navarro off of the list and getting him out of prison and back to running the cartel again. And explaining why they tried to get Camilla. Right. Well, to kill him. We, we, yeah, we, we <laughs> thought we could have Camilla, yeah. you know, uh, off you. But it's okay. We're all friends now, right? Um, <laughs> it's all good. All water under the bridge. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably not going to work out that way. Probably not. So I don't know. Like I said, I could sit here and just try to speculate. I'm never going to figure it out. But yeah, Camilla, she's a cool drink of water. I forgot where we were at again because I know. I think it's me. Okay. I was just had my notes about Camilla. Great. Great. What's your next point? So I will talk about Wendy. You know, we can't go long without talking about Wendy. I, I was saving her for last. Let's talk <laughs> about Wendy, because damn. In the middle of a nervous breakdown, she appears to be drunk. She's playing with Jonah's toy cars in his room. And yet she comes up with this crazy, brilliant plan to have Omar killed and have Camilla take over the cartel. She's crazy confident she seemed punch drunk or something. <laughs> she was just wheeling. Marty was having trouble keeping up with her. Yes. But it was a brilliant plan, if it works. And it, it may have been the only thing they had left. I just thought it was crazy to see Wendy being able to spit all that out. She was It was really good. Laura Linney deserves all the awards there are. I know. She's so freaking great. She goes three times to the mental health facility to check herself in. She's acting crazier than normal crazy Wendy. The first time she gets turned away, 
The second time, she just sits in the parking lot. I think the song in the Twilight Zone was playing by Golden Earring, mm-hmm. and I thought that was really timely. It was very timely. <laughs> mm-hmm. The third time, she says the key words, I'm going to kill my father if you don't admit me. It seemed a little out of place. Wendy was really off her rocker this episode, but I think she just didn't know what else to do, and I think she was going to go kill Nathan if she didn't do something else. Mm Mm-hmm. She's my final point, too. So I'm mm-hmm. just going to add add to what you said and we can talk it out. I think her first visit to the hospital, I do think that was a true effort. Like she recognized, I'm not well. Just like she told them at the desk there, I'm not well. And this was definitely, I think, in the show, a, a good representation at the lack of mental health resources that we have. When he's like, we have 164 patients and 160 beds. That's not inaccurate. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that that's absolutely accurate. Yeah, it's And a lot of times it's also... We have these five people in the ED that we can't discharge because, like, they're threatening to kill themselves. So which five people can we discharge that aren't really ready for discharge? Right. Right. And that's the way our mental health system works. Yes. Yeah, him turning her away and giving a list of therapists and, like, outpatient care and a list of therapists. She clearly needs help, and she is asking for help and trying to check herself in voluntarily. That is is probably the one good thing if they're trying to raise money and, and build this foundation for a mental health facility. It's it's greatly needed. I remember working my former life for my current job, working for a hospital, and it was a large heart. It, well, it is. It's not was. But when I was working for them, I had a large mental health facility as well as part of the organization. And that was something that we saw all too often. Overpopulation, releasing people that maybe weren't ready to be released because there was always someone else waiting for a bed, a wait list. Or because insurance wouldn't pay for more than that too. So, so right. So, so, so many reasons, Mm -hmm. but basically that there were not enough services, not enough resources for people that really needed them and just does make me sad. So it not an inaccurate depiction in case anyone was wondering that, that they would be turning Wendy away in this moment. And especially in small towns, those are, I know it's a big, big tourist place, but for like locals, it's it's a small town-ish and resources are limited, obviously. So it's not not inaccurate. But anyway, I do think that her first visit, she recognized she needed help. I truly think she had some sort of break there at the end of the last episode, in that episode where her, her kids left her and she had that interaction with her father and she hit her head. I mean, that's when you're healthy, you don't do that. Right. So, I mean, she she had some sort of break. Now, on the other side of things, for my pure entertainment, and I can say this because this is a, a work of fiction, is that I'm here for unhinged Wendy. Um, <laughs> I, yes. I thought she was really great in this episode, and I like seeing her a little unhinged yeah. and a little off. She's just kind of pissing in the wind with these mistakes and these ideas that she's coming up with. She's off and I'm here for it. It's definitely a little bit different than our normal controlled Wendy that, you know, who's so in control. She's not quite in control anymore because of of this um, incident 
that's happened to her. And I think the second time when she goes to the hospital, she is still asking for help. The third time, I think, was she got the idea from the priest. Mm-hmm. Our, our favorite creepy priest returned in this episode. Yes. And I think that she got the idea from him. He came to her not as just this messenger, Omar wants to see you. He comes to her as a spiritual advisor, mm-hmm. which Wendy does not, you know, she she doesn't seem to be a believer anymore. Um, or I think she's like been that. hurt by the um, church and her father's r- church. Right, right. So, which I totally get. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's taking into account the spiritual message from the priest. But when he says it was either, and I, I, I'm paraphrasing, kill his father or join the church. Mm-hmm. Wendy, I think that's what sparked her idea was, I think, twofold. Go back to the facility and get herself admitted to prevent herself from killing her father. Because I do think, I don't know that she would be the one to actually take that action. I do think she would get someone to do it. Uh, She'd find some way. Um, So I think it was one way to prevent her from doing that. Because I I don't know if, I I know she wants to, but you know, saying that you want to and doing it are two different things. And as terrible as a person Wendy is, and clearly when Rachel called her out and said, you have no human decency, and Wendy didn't argue with her. She right. just argued that she didn't have a sense of humor. She didn't <laughs> argue that she didn't have human decency. So <laughs> yeah. while I don't disagree that she probably doesn't have a whole lot of human de- decency at all, I wonder if actually ordering you know, her father being killed is even a line that she isn't ready to cross yet. Right. And so she entered the facility to prevent from that. But also, of course, like she was telling Marty, like, did you tell the kids I was here? Like she legit checked herself into a mental hospital <laughs> this third time to not get better, but to emotionally manipulate her children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I think like I'm not defending her at all, but I'm trying to crawl into her skin. I think she doesn't know what else to do. She can't fix this. And it's driving her crazy. She She cannot stand not being in control. She can't fix the problem with Nathan. So she wants to kill the problem. She knows that will probably not go well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Plus, you know, (laughs) killing your father. Probably not an easy thing (sighs) to live with. But she doesn't know what else to do. Just has no other options. She sees it. Yeah, it's it's definitely a grasp. And, you know, honestly, I don't know that this would work. And we haven't seen the outcome of that um, yet. I don't know if, how if it, it would, will, but... really. I think her kids have been through enough that they're not going to turn around because of this. I think that they have seen too much and been through too much with their with their mother. They're They're so convinced that she will say or do anything mm-hmm. to get to get her way and they would see right through it i agree it, it, it's a desperate ploy for sure she she's definitely just in the in in full on danger mode and you know she's she's making these mistakes it's going to end up getting someone killed and i think part of the problem here is everyone is done with her shit the kids have are fed up have left her and i know that they feel bad for i mean unfortunately wendy and marty are a a, a package deal like i i don't think they necessarily want to be away from marty i i know that 
they're not completely blind, but it's Wendy that they seem to, yeah, you know, have a, a true. I don't know if hate is too strong of a word, but you know, they they want to get away from Wendy. They don't believe her. They see her as the problem, yeah. and Wendy and Marty are package deal. So in order to leave Wendy, they got to leave Marty. But they're done with her shit. I think in this episode, oh, my God, it was Marty's reactions to her. He's just like, he's kind of playing along. And he's like, okay, so this is what we're doing. You know, this is what we're doing. Um, yeah, he's, he's, thinking, he's so funny. He's like, <laughs> you don't want to rest. You don't want to. He just takes it all so a matter of course. Okay, this is where we are. I mean, honestly, that might be the best place for her to get a little rest. You know? completely decompress you're you're a little isolated in a bubble not having to deal with the problems but unfortunately she's leaving all of it to marty and i think he's just like she's freaking lost it and he's she's leaving him to deal with all this like he's trying to focus right now not being killed by camilla camilla and the cartel so he's like okay whatever you want to sit here in this you know mental health facility and you think this is what's going to get the kids back he's had it the kids have had it they're not they're not putting up with their shit anymore. Her her father, which, I mean, he's a, a, a piece of shit, but he's not falling for any of her, you know, tricks. He won't take her money. I wouldn't see that the kids would buy this, you know, at all. But I don't know. This, this reminded me of way back, and I think it was in season one. There's a line from Jacob Snell. We can go all the way back oh, wow. to that time. Yeah. There's a line that Jacob says to Marty about Darlene when he says, what do you do, Marty, when the bride that took your breath away becomes the wife that makes you hold your breath in terror? Because mm. <laughs> I, that... I don't remember that. It's been so long since I watched that season, but that's great. That line stuck out to uh-huh. me because, I mean, hey, look at. Jacob and Darlene. Mm-hmm. Didn't work you know, out well for him. No. Or and her. He seemed, or her in the end. It, it all caught up to her. It, uh, yeah. Season one, her taken out of, oh darn, I've done forgot his name again. But that that all came, came back to bite her. And I saw some parallels there slowly with Jacob and Darlene, how it's kind of gotten with Wendy and Marty. Darlene definitely... You know, I thought it was a lot of Jacob, and I think he did. I think he did make some of the rules, but it, it kind of was exposed as we got to know Jacob, and at least in my opinion, Jacob and Darlene, as we got to know them more, it seemed to be Darlene was really the driving force. And she definitely just always did her own thing, no matter what. Uh-huh. Usually with a shotgun. Always with the shotgun in hand, <laughs> and left Jacob to clean up the mess just like Marty always has to clean up after Wendy, Darlene mm-hmm. being impulsive, Wendy being impulsive. Darlene didn't l- listen to anyone. She always looked out for her. She did with Jacob, too. But once Jacob got in her way, she killed him. Yep. And I remember that. I, that line stuck with me. And I was like, oh, that kind of reveals a lot about Jacob and Darlene's relationship. Now it's kind of reflecting a little bit on Marty and Wendy. And that that stuck with me. So I don't know. Marty seemed three steps behind Wendy this whole episode. Mm-hmm. Like, she kept telling Marty what she was going to do. 
And he's like, what do you think that means? And she's like, what the fuck do you think that means? And then when they're sitting down in the mental facility, Wendy says, if I don't stay here, I'm going to kill him. And Marty Mm -hmm. says, who? Like, (laughs) it's obvious who. And she's like, who do you think? Yes. And then the whole idea that she had to turn Camilla, he was just three steps behind her this episode. I know she was crazy and she acted crazy, but she was also fucking brilliant. Yes. In many ways. And yeah, I think Marty was a little scared of her this episode. I think he's probably more scared of her now than what he has been before. I mean, because she's Mm -hmm. always been pretty, I think he's learning that she's um, very cold and calculating, but now you add unhinged to that equation. And she's, I think, even more unpredictable than ever at the lengths that she's willing to go to. I agree. Just thinking of how she's also still adamant about not using like he had an idea to use their fundraiser which i thought was a really great idea in order to Mm -hmm. launder the money for navarro and she just absolutely refused absolutely not we're not doing this and i get she she has misgivings about that like they they do want i mean i don't know i think at this point them getting out of this whole thing alive anyway is just not going to happen it just feels like they're never going to get out of this but she keeps telling herself that they will and when they do it needs to be clean like it needs to be straight up on the up and up they're going to have a lot of reporting to do you don't want you know audits you don't want anyone come creeping around and if they find discrepancies of course that there there had been any type of money laundering activities even this far back you don't want want mixed up in that because it, it could go bad for them. They want want to stay clean. Right. I kind of get her misgivings a little bit, but they're kind of in an up the creek without a paddle kind of situation here. You know, knowing that Ruth wasn't wasn't willing to bend, it was really frustrating to see her hold on to that so strongly not doing that. It's it's kind of like during this whole, you know, when Wendy said to Marty, well, do you have a better idea? And I feel like Marty's thinking, well, I've had several, but you keep ignoring them <laughs> and digging us even deeper in this freaking hole uh-huh. is what... Because <laughs> I feel like he's had, you know, not just in this episode, but uh, another episode or two, you know, where he keeps like, well why don't we do this? Or why don't we do that? And when he's like, no, no, sorry, just no, we're not doing that. <laughs> so yeah. why why would he come up with another good idea or something? Or she completely derails yeah. everything he's trying to do so that we might never know if his plans would have worked out because she fucked them all up. <laughs> yeah. Derailing and undermining everything yeah. that he does. Right. I mean, it's it's so incredibly frustrating. And again, to see him go off the way that he did and when they were uh, in, in the car, not pile up, but like it's stuck in that construction zone and he goes off on that, you know, driver. It was just a matter of time. I didn't blame him. I agree. Okay. Well, that was, uh, like I said, saving Wendy uh, for last for me. That was my last point. Do you have any other points? I do not. I have a couple notes. Okay, what's your notes? I love the open with Ruth standing on her roof, barking orders to the construction firm, her watching her father's trailer being destroyed. I felt that was felt pretty cathartic to me, much less her. 
Yeah, that must have felt really good. She's Very planning, symbolic. Yeah, a giant wooden lake house, a guest house with a giant ass deck. Yeah. The scene was interspersed with Styx's Renegade. I love that song so much. It was yeah, it was so really good. awesome. It really made me feel great for Ruth. You're really feeling good. Something good is happening to Ruth when for episode after episode after episode, it was always bad for Ruth. I have lots of hesitation and trepidation in my heart, but it was nice to see her have those moments. Which is why I don't think she's going to last much longer. <laughs> because she's, <laughs> yeah. you know, she's, she's on the up. And I feel like any time in a show like this, as soon as there's hope for a character and they're on a rise... It comes all crashing down. This is a spoiler alert for Game of Thrones if anybody needs to skip ahead. I felt the same way about Arya in Game of Thrones. Like, she Mm -hmm. was probably the character that I had invested myself in the most. When I went into season eight, Mm -hmm. I was certain that she was not going to make it through that season. In fact, I think I went into the season thinking that Mm -hmm. she would die for certain she doesn't die and it was kind of unexpected Mm -hmm. and yet i loved it i loved knowing that Arya lived on like that brought a lot of satisfaction and i know people were very unsatisfied with the last season and the last couple episodes but that brought a lot of satisfaction all by itself i get that for me i get that i yeah i was happy with that too so i i hope I hope. <laughs> you know, I, I can be wrong. It just, I feel like any time characters you care about in a show like this, yeah, I, when it starts to look hopeful for them, uh-huh. it all comes... Cue the, cue the pleasant yeah, music. <laughs> it all comes crashing down. I hope that I'm wrong. I, I've, I've said many times, yeah. I Ruth is one... Now, again, I, she did piss me off. This I'm kind of tired of her pettiness at this point and, and absolute refusal to empathize with at least marty okay fuck wendy but (laughs) at least empathize with marty because she almost i know that she's still angry with them but the way they were talking back and forth she still you can tell she still has a respect for marty Mm -hmm. to a, a, a to an extent maybe not a whole lot but there is still i think some respect between them and she still kind of respects or admires him a little bit for what he's done for her and taught her you know he did teach her a lot you know when they first met and he took her on yeah she's she's irritating the shit out of me right now but i i still don't mm-hmm. want her to die or anything like that so but i i do worry that you know she's here she is she's as she's standing on her trailer and talking to the contractors and, and watching all of this around her she's kind of going to bring to life what her and wyatt were talking about remember when they were on laying on the in the trailer sleeping and looking at the stars and they were talking about the house and all these things that they would that they would have and she's like you know yeah. you don't know how to be rich and so it's it's good to see her moving on i i do like seeing that side of her where she feels valued you know she's had her record expunged she got her name on the casino license which she thought would never happen because of her past you know she's really feeling good about herself and getting that confidence in herself she's kind of moving on a little from what happened with wyatt and coming out the other side of it and wanting to be a successful business person and better her life when really I think she just should just take the money and freaking run. Go make yourself a life somewhere else with that kind of money. You could do anything. Mm-hmm. Right. So I don't want to see her go. I do worry about her. I worry about her. 
Yeah, they're building it up a lot, which makes you wonder. Yeah. (laughs) So that was one of my notes. Okay. You have a note? The last thing that I have really is, in, in I guess while we're talking about Ruth, and you may have it, so I apologize, is Ruth's confession to the sheriff, the new sheriff, acting sheriff, whatever we're calling him. I'm curious, why do you think she did that? I think that was her conscious. She saw herself in that man, and she didn't want to let one of her kind go down that way. Because those are things that had been done to her or to her family. Everybody saw her name or her daddy and wrote her off just for that before she even got a chance to grow up and figure out what she wanted to do or be. It was all predestined for her. And I think she saw that in that man and she couldn't live with herself. I do think she was guilt-ridden. So I... Yeah, I agree to part of that. I do think that she couldn't live with that. Like Mm -hmm. she had, I do wonder if a little bit, if she meant what she said when she's trying to do better, like she gave up or at this point, maybe giving up criminal life. I don't know. Maybe Mm -hmm. she does want to turn a new leaf. Maybe she does want to be on the side, uh, other side of things, maybe And this is the way for her to finally clear her conscience a little bit, like you said. But I do also wonder if it's a she sees because I don't know if that's where she was going when she realized she was being followed or if that's what compelled her to go was because she realized that she was being followed and seeing who was following her. But she never told Ronnie somebody was following her. You know what I mean? No, but it's a way for her to kind of confess. So if something happens to her. Yeah, maybe she thought she was going to die and she wouldn't get the chance to do it. I think Ruth was Ruth is not a stupid person. She has to know she's in danger. I know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe she thought, if I don't do this now, the secret's going to die with me and this guy's going to rot in jail. Hard to say. Yeah. I wasn't quite clear on her motivations for that. It might I might be. And I'm hoping that once we've watch the finale, then I can (laughs) go start looking up some articles and some interviews and kind of getting that, you know, motivations of the characters and kind of explaining a little bit because obviously I cannot look up anything right now. Um, So I'm hoping to maybe get a little bit of insight unless we find out in the finale. But if not, then Mm -hmm. I'm I'm curious to go maybe find find that out uh, uh, more than just that, obviously, because I am curious. I'm like, I'm wondering if she feels like something might be ha- might happen to her. And so this is her way. It's, it's almost like a death confession or something. I liked Ronnie. I thought he seemed to want to do the right thing mm-hmm. and and seemed to trust Ruth. Yeah. I liked mm-hmm. that interaction between the two of them, because obviously it's a small town And they're very known to each other. And I liked that. Yep. Me too. I think that was good coverage, though. I think. Yeah. I think it was well done. Let me check. I wanted to talk about the symbols really quick since we talked about the episode. I thought thought I'd save it for last this time. So that way it didn't go into our points. Since we've covered our points, talked about our notes, we can kind of talk about the symbols. The symbols for this episode were a fish catching a hook. You know, there, there was not a real fish in this episode, but... 
the big catch in this episode was when Jim, uh, the lawyer, was telling Wendy that he had managed to recruit Mary Schuler, the CFO of AFICIO. That's and, a good catch for Rima. I like yeah. that. <laughs> well, I, I can't take credit. I stole this off of an article. So yeah, I think it's from Decider. So that's it's it's not me. I don't know. I mean, I I hear and heard what he said that if if that this was a big win. And that politically, he's he's like, you're going to own the Midwest. Politics is not my strong suit. I'll admit that. So I don't know, I guess, the significance other than what he just said, if if getting her is going to give you the Midwest. So I'm like, okay, that must mean something important. I'm not always following all of the political movements. I mean, gosh, I hope it doesn't work that way, but (laughs) maybe it does. Yeah. So that was that was the fish on the hook uh, for for that um, part in the symbol. The other symbol or another one of the symbols was a clerical collar. We had Omar's priest uh, that came back in here. And that was that conversation with him and Wendy was kind of a turning point there when he met Wendy, not just as the colleague in crime, but as a spiritual leader whenever, and you know, he opened up to her and talked about his past and she talked about her fears of losing her children and he gave her some advice. The one of the other symbols was the rod of Asclepius. I might be pronouncing that wrong, but I I see it more as a caduceus. That symbol is associated with healing and medicine. And I think that has to do with at least on the side of Wendy here, um, her wanting to heal. I think she does want to heal. I think she knows that She's not in a good place, but at the same time, in a desperate need for attention, uh, she tucked herself in the same mental health facility the ones housed Ben. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And then the raindrops. The the last symbol was raindrops. I think showing the the tenseness, which we talked about in this episode. We hear during the episode, I can't remember exactly what scene, but on the radio, there's the DJ is um, can be heard warning citizens of the Ozark of an impending storm, which I thought was very telling. I thought, oh, shit. No, he's not. We're not just talking about this, like, physical storm, you know, thunder and yeah. lightning and rain. There's, I think, a legit storm brewing before before it all comes down. So that's what the raindrops represented. As you mentioned, yes. there's a lot of rain in this episode, but I think it's also a metaf- metaphorical mm, storm. There is a storm coming. <laughs> coming mm-hmm. as well. So those were uh, the symbols this week. I have not yet seen what is for next week because I feel just just don't know what that could be all about. Uh, I guess those mm-hmm. were kind of considered my notes as well. So that's it. That's all I've got. All right. We have one listener response this week from Lindsay Schlicht. Do you want to take that? Sure. All right. So our dear friend Lindsay says, Ruth has been my favorite character from day one and still is, but I'm not super enjoying her behavior at the moment. Part of her appeal from the beginning was that she was a badass with a good heart. Her heart is feeling less good lately. I know Marty hasn't always been awesome, but I'm sick of everyone treating him like he's some kind of monster, Ruth especially. The mental hospital thing is confusing to me. Is this all just a ploy to guilt the kids? I can't imagine that she truly recognizes she's lost it and needs help, or am I wrong? All the effort Marty and Wendy are throwing at keeping their kids, it seems to me that the easiest course would be to simply tell the kids that their grandpa used to beat and abuse Wendy and Ben. Charlotte at least still seems reasonable and might actually listen to this. Why not try it instead of the links they are going to now? 
I had hoped Ruth seeing the grandpa's true colors would amount to her doing something to protect the kids. Maybe next episode? So the hit on Ruth, does that mean Camilla figured out who killed Javi? I hope we get to see how she figured that out. Can't help but wonder if Rachel's regretting regretting her decision to team up with Ruth now that it's turned her into a killer. It feels like there's so much to tie up in one final episode. I'm starting to worry. Uh, there's just too much left to have a satisfying end. <sighs> I know. I worry too. Does Camilla have Nelson? Wouldn't Nelson still be loyal to Omar unless somehow Camilla mm. has bought him or convinced him? Or- well... But he, but who is he loyal to? Because he did listen to Wendy. He did Wendy the favor. Is he just? But I think that's only when Omar told him to. Maybe. I I don't know. I don't know. And I do agree with what you said there, Lindsay, about being tired of Ruth. Well, and and I think everyone kind of treating Marty like he's some kind of monster. Yes, Marty has done things and he's not entirely pure, but he's not Wendy. People keep treating him like he's Wendy and he's not. And it's it's frustrating me too. I know he's not a saint. I'm not trying to whitewash anything he's done. but kill some guy. I mean, not with his hands, but he ordered some guy to be killed. So yes, I think there's room for... The thing is, we like Marty better. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, I could I could rationalize that by saying that what he did is exactly what Navarro would have done. Like, Arturo was already a dead man, honestly. But the fact that he got him to confess for the hit on Navarro, mm-hmm. knowing that he killed an innocent man, he didn't kill him yeah. for the reason that he didn't kill him because he launched or that he was skimming money. He killed him for... Because he had to kill somebody. The hit yeah. on Navarro, because somebody had to be the yeah. face of that. So no, he's not, but he's he's not the monster like Wendy is. Yeah, I think we. I think he's easier to like in many ways. Yeah, good thoughts there, Lindsay. Uh, I and I and I agree with you. I I feel like there's so much agreed uh, still hanging out there, and I, I do worry a little bit about being satisfied and tying off loose ends. Thank you, Lindsay, for your feedback. Appreciate everyone's feedback. We've only got one more episode, y'all. I want I want to hear from everyone on this last <laughs> yeah. one. If you want to to you know write in and leave face um, either on Facebook or email us. And now that we'll be finished, if you could write in about like your thoughts, not just on the finale, but on like the entire yeah. series or this season or this half. Now that we'll be caught up and you can't spoil us you right. know, on the next one, feel free to just uh, purge your heart out about what you thought about Ozark. So it, it's no holds barred for our next episode. So I hope that you guys uh, will write in. Uh, I know folks hesitate because they're like, well, I don't want to say something inadvertently yeah. and spoil you guys or something like that. Well, now's your chance. So <laughs> thank you everyone so much. Thank you, Lindsay. Well, until then, we are excited for you to follow us to the Ozarks. But until then, you can follow us on Twitter at Strange Teacast. You can like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Stranger Teacast. And as I mentioned, you can email us at StrangerThingsCastPod at gmail.com. And you can find us on the TV Time app. You can find Strange Indeed and a bunch of other great podcasts at Podcastica.com. And leave a review for Strange Indeed at Apple Podcasts. And we have exciting things happening. Very many exciting things. 
I've mentioned before, we're, we're covering Better Call Saul. Now, we are delayed. There uh, there was a family emergency that had come up, so we uh, delayed recording this week. We'll be coming back next week to talk about the finale, or mid-season, sorry, it's not the finale, but the mid-season finale, Better Call Saul, so stay tuned for that. We will be getting together for that. Really exciting. Uh, tomorrow... Um, I'm not sure exactly when this is going to be published, but tomorrow is Friday, the uh, May 27th. Obi-Wan will be premiering on Disney+. Plus. Uh, that will be covered on Podcastica. So be sure to check out their coverage on uh, Obi-Wan. I know I will be. I am so and stoked. that's Jason and Jonathan. I think Jason and Jonathan. That's yeah, great. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That, that'll be a great combo. And I can't wait to see, one, what the series is going to be like and for what they have to say about it. I'm super mm-hmm. excited for Obi-Wan. I'm a huge Star Wars nerd, as we all are, and a huge, huge Obi-Wan fan and an even bigger Ewan McGregor fan. Um, yes. So there, there's that. And then, of course, uh, tomorrow as well, Stranger Things season four. Finally. God, has it been three years? Two years? I don't know. I'd have to go back. I know I'm rewatching, but I can't remember the years. So that's coming back. And of course, we're going to be covering it here on Strange Indeed. So be sure to check that out. Check us out. Give us some feedback. Can't wait to hear what you guys have to have to say. And then, of course, next, the long awaited series finale of Ozark. We're, we're going to be covering that season four, episode 14 a hard way to go. That's not foreboding at all. That's, I was going to say, Jesus, that's freaking foreboding, Jesus. I wanted an easy way to go. <laughs> I was like, I want the easy way always. <laughs> Fuck that hard way. <laughs> the easy way. Jesus, I don't like that at uh. all. <laughs> it doesn't give me warm and fuzzies. Mm-hmm. All right. That's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. Until next time, I'm Rima. I'm Wendy. And Paul Soar is strange indeed.